Hey friends, welcome back to the Women in Worship podcast. This is part two with our friend Tasha Treat Masita from Washington State. Lee, Elise, and Tasha have an incredible conversation on this episode that you do not want to miss. So grab your cup of coffee and settle back in for part two with Tasha Treat Masita. Once you decided like you weren't going to listen to the criticism of others that you were going to step into that calling, like you're now um, not just worship pastor, but your campus pastor. So what was that evolution like stepping into like new territory, like stepping out of your comfort zone? Um, yeah, like share with us about that. I'm just super curious. Absolutely. That happens on a regular basis for me where I'm choosing calling over comfort zone mm-hmm. yeah because everything gets comfortable after you've been doing it for a while and uh, the creative team working with the creative team for me was really kind of safe and fun the creative team is most fun like that's the fun department in church i feel yeah and writing and just cre- i mean just having fun all the time um so i love 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 being a part of the creative team Stepping into a campus pastor role, more of an executive role on staff was, um, <laughs> it was fun, but it didn't feel as, like, it kind of felt like I was, had to, like, grow up or, like, sit with the big kids, and I was like, I want to go to, like, the fun table, and they're all going out to lunch, and I'm not invited, or, I mean, you understand. Yeah. Um, it just felt like, you know what, like, you have to pursue you know, the next season, the next thing and own it. Um, and it felt like more pressure to me. Um, so, but we love it. And being campus pastor, growing church is so fun. Um, it's, it has its delights as well. It's just different. I still lead, I still get to lead worship a lot, um, which I love, but being a campus pastor just requires a different thing. And being involved in, um, small groups a lot has just changed. Um, you know, doing more of different roles. It's just changed yeah. some of the, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. Right, but Like what, I guess one of the questions I have is like through that process of becoming campus pastor and stepping out of your comfort zone, like, is there anything that you feel like you learned about yourself through that process? Oh yeah. Um, now she wants to go to the fun table. <laughs> I, yeah. What I learned about myself is I like the fun table, like getting good snacks. If you can't tell people when you meet Tasha, she's like she has beautiful red. She's Tasha, Tasha the Ginge. Is that what it is? Like area. Okay. Yeah. And Tasha and it's like this Instagram. ball of fire rolling towards you. <laughs> it's like ah. <laughs> so if you can't tell, that's that's how she is. So you know she wants to be at that fun table all the time. <laughs> all the time. Actually, exactly what I would say was the biggest struggle moving into campus pastor role yeah. um, is, you know, the 90-10 rule where, like, everything is an iceberg. Everything you're working on is under the surface. Right. And I felt like I had worked for years on worship on on being a great worship leader. Mm-hmm. And I've memorized all the verses on being a great worship leader. And I've, you know, poured my heart and soul into that. And I felt like becoming a campus pastor and stepping into different roles, you know, I felt like I had a whole whole other iceberg to develop. Wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like there was so much that I realized there was a whole part of me that, you know, wasn't, wasn't developed. And so, um, 
you know, when I decided to, you know, do more of that, I ended up going to um, get my master's. And so I just realized, like, I have to take this seriously. You know, I'm not just a pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. I'm a pastor. Wow. Yeah. And that requires you know, responsibility and, you know, owning up to some of the calling that God has placed on my life. And so, yeah, going, you know, back to school, getting my master's in theology, um, that was kind of a moment for me where I decided, like, okay, own it. And um, you don't just get to sing songs, you know, Yeah. you are, you know, there's, there's more to it. And that's just discipline. That's, there's, you know, 90% under the surface. And I didn't, I wasn't satisfied with just having that be in worship. Well, I wanted that to be well-versed. That's for us great. to grow, because it was a big season of growth for you. I just, um, last, I think, October, I think it was, I just moved from our our central team into this Grants Mill worship director, which is our, for people who don't know, that's our broadcast campus. Um, <clears throat> so I moved into that worship director role, which I actually had never been in. I've always just been in a central role, which was is awesome. It kind of affected like the whole worship team instead of just some, maybe one campus. Um, but what I needed was I felt like I had, I felt like I had to make a move somewhere to continue growing. That's great. But I knew that it was going to be, cause see I'm 39, but that just shows you that we never stop growing. Yeah. Like we, so the 90, 10 is like, I mean, you are a learner. You have to continue learning, yeah. um, and I have a and I have a plan. I'm gonna go back to school as well, and 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 take some classes and and grow. But I think it's so important for us if we're gonna pastor people, and and be responding. Mean, come on, honestly, we're responsible. Yeah. For people, we're responsible for adding value to them, for loving them well, empowering them well, and we can't do that if our if we aren't growing. You know. Right. So for you to step out and. And, and today, I'm just this is a sidetrack, but today I'm so thankful that there's online schools. Like mm-hmm. it makes it easier yes. for for people who are parenting and have kids, and you know, you Tasha who has a full time job, yeah. or me who has a full time job. I think um, it's if you let's encourage you, and Tasha encourages you, go back to school if you want to. You know, take some classes to further further your learning, and because um, we all need that for sure. Definitely. Yeah, and do whatever works, you know, for your schedule. But I think there is some sacrifice to it. And so, yeah, online, I mean, you can, all of Princeton's classes are online. I mean, my goodness, you can just take them for free. Like, you don't even register. Wow. There's so many classes that you can take that are online that are, you know, or or just picking a discipline and doing it. I think even if that's as simple as okay, I'm going to be more faithful to read my Bible and journal. Like, it doesn't yeah, have to be right. a master's program if that doesn't work for you. But but if 90% is under the surface, are you satisfied with the 90 that's below? Yeah. And if not, do something about it. Yeah, I think even one of the things that Lisa Harper said at the She Rises conference. I, oh, keep, I love Lisa I, Harper. I know, we love her. I keep referring back to that because we, we just left that conference. But she was even encouraging those people, hey, it, even if you're 50 or older, like you're calling your story, your journey and what God's given you and placed inside of you is not over. Like we always have the opportunity to get up that very next day and pursue more. And even as someone who's only 28, I think, you know, the temptation that I've always seen is, okay, if we get to this place or this destination, 
then it's easy to just like settle there and ride it out because that's what you're good at. But hearing, you know, you and Lee talk about the pursuit of more, um, I just feel like it's such a great example to know no matter what age you are, no matter what season of life that you're in, like God is always doing a new thing. Amen. Yep, for sure. So, so I have another question for you, Tasha. So we, so in thinking what, what is your, let me get this question out right. What do you love most about pastoring? Um, is it, you know, is it helping people reach their, you know, potential? I don't know. What is it? Empowering others? Like, what really makes you go? Okay, so what I love the most is that pastoring, worship leading, um, even if you're just on team right now, but you're listening to this podcast, what I love most is that we get to be the teachers. Mm-hmm. And we often, I did not realize this, you know, until many years went by that I had been teaching. I had been showing the posture mm-hmm. of the way people connect to God. And as the worship team, as the piano player, as the band member, as the vocalist, we're showing them the posture to worship. We're, mm-hmm. How many new people are walking through the church doors every single weekend. They don't know what to do. You know, they saw a weird Christian movie one time and that's, (laughs) that's their only understanding. And so now they're coming. Yeah, sorry. Now (laughs) Now it's true. They're coming in and seeing, Oh my goodness. That's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. That's what worshiping God looks like. And so we're the worship teachers. We are, you know, when I'm, you know, pastoring people, like I'm showing them what it looks like and how to live. And, um, you know, 70 to 95% is nonverbal, right? So mm-hmm. it's not the, the what all we're saying or exactly the words that are coming out of our mouth. It's how we're displaying our love for God. And so, you know, when as we're teaching, you know, when we lift our hands, we're not just lifting our hands. It's because the Bible says to do this or, yeah. you know, come on, give God a shout of praise. We're not just giving God a mm-hmm. shout of praise because we want you to be loud. It's because... Scripture is really clear, you know, what that a shout does. we are yeah. shout. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really clear that that's what he wants. And so we're not worshiping how we want, we're worshiping how he wants. And we get to show people that. We get to teach people that. that I, I love that. That, that is, is so, so That's fun. so good. And, I, you know, it's funny because I've brought that to our team before, too, that we are the examples, mm-hmm. you know, to that people are seeing in, uh, of biblical worship. Yeah. Because like you said, Tasha, I mean, there's brand new, you know, baby Christians coming into church that have no clue. And I think that that's, that's probably one of the best things about leading worship now that you've said it. It's, that's incredible. And just, yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, and seeing and helping that next person too. So let's say they've seen you worship. They're now learning um, what worship is. They realize they have a stirring in their heart. They have a gift to sing. So now they're on your team. And now the next step is that of our leadership is starting to help and develop them, but then we empower them to do what God's called them to do. So even us as leaders and pastors, whatever you are on your team, able to kind of, I feel like sometimes you have to reach down and pull people up. Yeah. You have to see them and their potential and not where they are at the moment. 
Because that's what Jesus said. He says, well, see you seated in heavenly places. So now he's not looking at what I did last night. You know, he is looking at what he died for me to be. So as leaders and pastors, we actually get to do the same work that Jesus did. I, th- I don't know. I think, it, I think it's so cool. Yeah. And, I mean, I love how Highlands is all about the next step. I think that's so helpful for all of us to understand, for all of us to feel that, to experience that, and to be brave enough to take our next steps. Yeah. So as leaders, hopefully we are seeing people pulling people up, taking their hand and lifting them up. But also when you are feeling unseen, when you are feeling like you've been faithful, like you've been at every sound check, you are the one that's always early and no one is taking your hand. Well then who can you help around you? There's always somebody that's new to rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe you're feeling like I keep being skipped for the solo or somebody else is getting the part or getting the leadership role. And I keep feeling missed. Well, then don't miss somebody else. Wow. Yeah. You know, help other people, you know, be there. And yeah, I just think there's so many roles and dynamics on a worship team. There's opportunity for every single one of us to be leaders, Mm -hmm. even if you're not leading the song or leading the transition or whatever. We can all be leading. Yeah. Yeah. That's just that servant leadership. That's just, you know, that Jesus modeled for us. Right. And another part too, and then we'll we'll leave this subject, but another thing too that I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of revealed to me, if when we choose <laughs> songs that do this, not every song <laughs> out there is actually theologically correct. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So but or you a know, song for the house. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Or a song for the house. That's that's well put. But when we get to lead worship, it's and we get to present the gospel through song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in that it's just incredible that how God has created us to sing and to lead worship or whatever you do. And whoever's listening to this, if you're not a front line, you know, if you don't lead the song out, then that doesn't that doesn't mean you're not a worship leader. To me, background vocalists are worship leaders. Yeah. Drummers are worship leaders. Every instrument, uh, the music director on that stage is is a worship leader. I think everybody is leading in in that capacity. But to be able to present the gospel just through song is super incredible. So, with that being said, I'll, maybe let's talk a little bit practical really quickly. So, Tasha, tell us for your house, like how. How do you choose your songs? We, yeah, I love, I love a good practical. Like, okay, it's, wait, it's what a, do we actually do? Yeah, like, I, you right have to now. think about it sometimes. It's <laughs> like, okay, and I'm asking that too because we're getting ready for um, our Grow Conference. If you don't know what that is, it equips other churches and helps to resource them, which actually is where I met Tr- Tasha. Yeah, yeah. I think last year, I think it was what it was. I think you yeah. came here there, so... That was fun. But we were talking about even like our song selection and how we do it. And it's just really fun to, to get other churches' perspectives. So even if there's another worship pastor that's listening to this or whatever, it, it's, it's fun to know what other people do. So give us maybe just a few facts. Absolutely. Okay, first of all, I'm always listening to Christian music. Always. So I'm always trying to diversify, listen to different sounds, and just listen, have my finger on the pulse of Christian music. 
Yeah. So if I'm not doing an original, if we're not doing, you know, we try and do originals often, regularly, but it doesn't always happen. And so just um, keeping keeping a finger on what is like the sound of right now. Yeah. And um, and then we pick songs based on the the topic, the the series that series, we're doing yeah. in church. Mm-hmm. So we we try and like thematically bring it all together. So right now, an easy one is that it's freedom. So um, we're talking about freedom in Christ, that we're free to worship, that um, that we're free to have joy and like serve our community and stuff. That's what's happening right now. So easy pitch is, hey, let's make sure you know two or three of our songs reference freedom. Yeah. And talk about freedom. So, okay, we do who you say I am. Okay, well, let's camp on who the sun sets free is free indeed. Let's camp on that. Mm-hmm. And we'll worship into that. And so just keeping being mindful, not like badgering the senior pastor on, hey, what are you teaching on? Like, <laughs> I need my song list to match. Exactly. <laughs> the but just keeping a pulse on the, the themes of the house. Yeah, cohesive. Sing the themes because you're singing the Bible. Right. right. So just keeping that theme um, that you're not just randomly picking songs. Um, of course, picking um, keys that work well together, like just being mindful of the circle of faith, like just being mindful of these things so transitions go smooth. I know you guys talk about all of that, so I don't want to be like too basic, but I feel like that stuff is really helpful. No, it's, yeah. it really is helpful because if you'd have told me at 23 years old and I had no idea what I was doing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, right. Every, every level of information is helpful to someone. Right. So like <laughs> song one, we do fast song always yeah we've tried to go otherwise it never works <laughs> look never people coming in fussing yeah. and starting like, on the slow song song one needs to be fast song two needs to be slower but not too slow yeah like, you know you gotta like build it up yeah so it's Ease a reverse crescendo yes. yes it's really fun to have it's fun to sit down and think about the worship set as a journey you totally. literally took that out of my head. I had that in my head. See? Yes. <laughs> and like, don't, if song two, if you're singing, you know, that we're kneeling before the Lord, I don't think really many of our songs are talking about that anymore. But, okay, if no, song two to. is kneeling and song three is like spinning, well, what the flip? Like, I'm all over the show. She just said, what the flip? Wait, wait I got to get up. I got to get up and spin. Oh, I'm supposed to be spinning like the church is lost. It goes back to your story. Are we standing? Are we sitting? Are we standing? Yeah, what's happening? Literally, that's my most We're just, like, if you're singing scripture, I want this scripture theme. Like, I'm really big on the, the words are a journey. So right. the the actual lyrics of the song, they need to make sense in order, in sequence. Right. And even if the key sounds nice, if it doesn't make sense scripturally, like if we just talked about all this freedom of Christ, the very next song can't be reversing that order. Yes. I, yes. Oh, that's really good so, too. I think so I, I don't like it if you feel like you've arrived at a destination in song two. And then song three feels like we restarted at the beginning. I don't like that. That's really good. So I think a perfect example of this is the song, Do It Again. Because yeah. we we used that song in our context for a season when we were in a building campaign. And then totally. what would happen is when we would do it as song three. So the very first verse is walking around these walls. I thought by now they'd fall. Well, coming out of like 
a hopping second song where everyone's like jazzed about joy and freedom in Christ. And then the very next line they're singing is walking around these walls. I thought by now right. they'd fall. It's such a buzzkill. <laughs> So we had to be, (laughs) yeah, we had to be super strategic about where we put that song theologically because not everyone was walking around the wall. Like, (laughs) so I feel like little things like that, but you have to think that way as a worship leader, because theologically, those are the words you're putting inside your congregation's mouth. hundred percent. And then if you, so I'm sure many of the, uh, many of us listening, we don't pick our songs. So then the other trick is you can't say anything at rehearsal publicly. Oh, okay. Like, what? I mean, you can, but my, my tip would be if you're not picking the song list and you have a complaint, yeah. talk to your leader. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Privately. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, wait, what, what is the saying? First, buy them a coffee. Second, tell them their song lists are crap. <laughs> Yeah, or just don't say anything. Yeah, or just don't say anything. <laughs> or just take it to I God in prayer. So take bold, it to the Lord. I would just tell somebody, "This doesn't make any sense. We were just marching around the walls, and now, and I would just say that in the middle of a sound check." <laughs> that is awesome. I can't. I can't you, picture you doing lessons, that, Tasha. <laughs> wow, the lessons I've learned are far and wide. But you said it in a very joyful way, of course. <laughs> I was so nice about it. Just really dishonoring their authority right in front of everybody. (laughs) But you know what? The cool thing is, is you, now you've learned, now you get to sit in that pastor spot. So you, now you have grace for those Tasha's that (laughs) are coming up now. Right. I'm like, I got you girl. I, that is a valid complaint. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. That's so awesome. Well, I love the practical. That's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and one other thing, you're not asking this, but one other thing that I really like, once the song list has been made, so something that is really practical that I really teach and train our team all the time is to write scripture down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Write wow. it down. Once you have your song list for the weekend, mm-hmm. even if you're not leading, go through every song, write the scriptures down that the song is talking That's about. That's really good. Yes. Like, write... So, if you're talking about walking around these walls, I went out. Go read the story of John. Go read the story of you know the you know the people marching around the walls. Like, go read those stories. Read Nehemiah on how he was building the walls. Oh, yeah. How that was so important. Like, read these stories to get them in your spirit. So you're not going to tell the church this, but it's part of the iceberg. Right. And so just have those scriptures. So if you're singing. Whatever you're singing, you have such scriptural background Mm -hmm. of, oh my gosh, there's 10 verses that we're singing right now. Yes. Well, it actually helps you, because I just studied Nehemiah, I just got out of Nehemiah, but it actually helps you to create those moments within your set. Mm -hmm. And then, because you have so much context around really what you're saying, that you're able to minister more effectively you know, if you're if you're praying or I mean, even yes. it goes down to like wording of the prayer. Yes, absolutely. Or if you're if you're leading into the next song, and so last thing we'll hit on Tasha is there any? Do you have? How do you do your moments? Or do you do you create moments within your set? Um, yeah. You know, like talk yeah. us through that maybe a little bit. Yeah, um, I 
love transitions. They're so, they can be so good. Or they can, or be, can be so, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, um, so because some people are naturally really just easy, it's like they're, it seems they just do it really effortlessly. Yeah. And then some people, it's a struggle. Right. And so this has been really hard to coach. Um, it is hard. And so, so oh, what I think I've hopefully a couple things. So thing one is the sheep hear his voice, right? The sheep know mm-hmm. the shepherd's voice. And so there has to be a mindfulness. Like, yeah, sometimes you don't need to say anything. Maybe you thought you were going to say something, but you don't rest in that moment. And that's okay. If you're hearing the voice of God as you're singing and worship leading, then okay. There's certain moments that, you know, just follow, follow what he's saying. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I would really say is to be strategically prepared. Yes. Intentionality. So, so good. Intentionality. Like, I I think I blew some of the girls' minds the other day. One of the girls was, you know, going to step up and lead. And I said, okay, email me 10 transitional phrases. And she was like, what? And I'm like, yes, e- email me things Ooh, you like said. That. And so she was like, well, I, I would just say what, what I've heard you say. And I'm like, okay, type them out and send them to me. Great. Even if it's just what you've heard me say, that's fine. But send it to me. And she's like, isn't that scripted? And, you know, not in the spirit. I'm supposed to be all prayed up. I'm like, yes, but <laughs> but, but type it out and send it to me. Yes. And it actually is real helpful, I think, for some of our newer leaders that just watch Taya and think she just got up there and was amazing. Yeah. Or, you know, they watch Bethel and they have these amazing long scripture moments and you're thinking, I want to create that. I'm going to read my, hey church, I was reading my Bible this morning and I wanted to share this. Like, if I'm in the church, I'm thinking, what? Like, you only thought about what you're going to say this morning? I'm checking out. I want somebody that's more prepared than that. Mm -hmm. So I think just be, especially for our newer team leaders, I think, prepare, type it out. Yeah, because it, 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 I mean, that is the thing. I love that you said that because everybody goes, how can you be, it feels so scripted or how can you only have a worship set for so long and the spirit of God be able to move? I mean, I know that you've probably heard that before, (laughs) but I always go, you know, I mean, God's a God of order and he is limitless. And why are we limiting him? Mm -hmm. You know, he can say whatever he wants in a split I don't know, in a sentence, you know, we we don't know. He's so much bigger than what we're just actually experiencing in that moment or in that 15-minute worship set. Mm -hmm. And do you guys practice your transitions? Like, would you say what you're going to say at rehearsal or do you just... Yes. Yeah. For the most, for the most part we do, we have just gone live before because, um, you know, if the person's super seasoned at it, you know, then you, we, we do trust that, but, but we always talk it through. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. In the beginning. Yeah. And some people, it just feels so awkward to rehearse. And I totally get that. We do rehearse it, but even, but not so much for the person speaking, but for the band to feel it. Yes. Right. Be, be. Absolutely. And that's a whole other dynamic. Your band has to know where you're going. And so, if you know, it's so uncomfortable if you're, hey, I just have a scripture on my heart. And the band's like, wait, what? Wait, huh? (laughs) Well, you you know, you have on our hearts too. (laughs) (laughs) Can you let me in? (laughs) Yeah, let me in. Let me in on your heart. But the truth of the matter is, is that that team is supporting you in what you're saying. 
Um, right. They're supporting you musically behind behind you and underneath, you know, your voice and stuff. So they do need to to know. So that leading that team, man, we could probably talk for hours on just yeah. logistical things. Um, Absolutely. But that's a good first step. Those first two things for team, you know, anyone. Write the scriptures and write some transitions. I really like that, those. write the scriptures. Like, I've never yeah. actually technically, like, written them down, but I would know what it was, you know? Yeah. Right. But right. to have your team do that, I think I'm going to start having so that. So I would echo that a couple years ago. So I'm a one on the Enneagram, which is a perfectionist. Yes, come on, perfectionist. <laughs> yes, she is. So, <laughs> I actually, I'm going to tell on myself for a minute. I actually have uh, two documents in my phone right now that talk that have transition scriptures and transition prayers. So there, there will be times where I could show up to a Sunday and I'm not planning on leading that song and that vocalist is hoarse and I've got to jump in and lead that song and I've got to have something prepared. I will thumb through that and just get scripture in my heart quickly, get, get theologically sound prayers in my heart quickly. And I know when I'm carrying that transition, I have a lot better chance of not saying something stupid (laughs) (laughs) if I plan. And I just think it's, again, it goes back to the responsibility piece of taking ownership of the platform and the position that you've been given. And I feel like God honors our preparation. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah I, I, think he does I love too. that. Especially, I think a one loves to hear that God honors your preparation. Yeah. But he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, especially when you grew up in churches that you get on one chord and you're like, well, let's see how it goes. I know. You're like, <laughs> and everybody is panicking. You are not setting people up for success by doing that. Right. We, and you are not striving for excellence. <laughs> I'm. I grew up in that culture. <laughs> oh, I did too. I did too. I had the one and the four for 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, Tasha, hey, thank you so much for taking um, this time with us and to speak to, you know, women in worship from everywhere that, that's listening and, and being such an encouragement and being a seven on the Enneagram and yeah. full of joy. And because, <laughs> honestly, I think... You know, our, our word here at Highlands for the year, Pastor Chris mentioned, you know, our word has been joy this year. That's awesome. I love that. And, you know, you're just a walking ball of joy, honestly. <laughs> and I'm so appreciative just of people like you and what you do for the body of Christ and how you do it. Yeah. And so thank you so much for hopping on here with us, taking your day to uh, some time out in your day to hang with us. And um, we really love you. And pray that God has amazing things for you and would love to have you back on eventually. And maybe we can talk about some more stuff because I feel like the conversation could have went on and on. And we'll see you at Grow, right? Yeah, we'll see you in a few, like next month. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. I believe in what you guys are doing. I think it's absolutely incredible that you're creating conversation and space for women to learn and grow. We need each other. We're better together. So we need to tell each other where we got our clothes. This is not a secret. (laughs) And we need to tell each other that we look good and we're having fun and worshiping God is good. It's not a competition. You know, we're just never going to lose the awe, never lose the wonder that we get to do this. I know. And yes. The word is joy, so I'm I'm so thankful. You guys are amazing, and I hope I hope everyone that's listening has been blessed. And yes. I'm so grateful. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, we hope that you have an incredible day, and we will see you next time, right, Elise? Yes. <laughs>
Amen. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for listening today. And don't forget to subscribe. And while you're subscribing, please leave us a review because leaving that review, it really helps to support this ministry hey, and get the word out. Also, don't forget to share it with your friends and family and follow us on Instagram so you know exactly what's happening with Women in Worship. 